You are now listening to Unsolved Mysteries and Cold Cases. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, your guide into the shadowy depths of the unresolved, the enigmatic, and the chilling. Each episode, we'll delve into baffling disappearances, unsolved crimes, and tales that have slipped through the cracks of time and memory. Through interviews, expert analysis, and meticulous investigation, we'll attempt to piece together the puzzles that have perplexed minds for years. So, if you have a curious heart and a mind unafraid of the shadows, join me in unraveling the enigmas that refuse to be forgotten and give voice to the silent tales hidden within the folds of history. In the heart of the Midwest, nestled on the western end of Lake Erie, sits Toledo, Ohio, a city known for its industry, glass art, and lakeside charm. But beneath its unassuming veneer, it holds a mystery that has captivated and confounded its residents for over four decades. This mystery revolves around a bright young woman named Cynthia Anderson. With her warm smile and conscientious demeanor, she was known as a hard-working legal secretary, a beloved daughter and friend, and an integral part of the Toledo community. Yet, on the seemingly ordinary morning of August 4, 1981, Cynthia vanished without a trace, leaving behind nothing but an empty office and a city full of questions. This is not merely a tale of a missing person, it's a narrative filled with chilling coincidences, ominous dreams, eerie discoveries, and a multitude of theories. As the story of Cynthia's disappearance unfolds, it mirrors the human desire to find meaning amid chaos and hope amid despair. The enigma of Cynthia's vanishing has not faded over time, but has instead woven itself into the fabric of Toledo's identity, a palpable whisper reminding the city of its lost daughter. Every twist and turn in the narrative pulls us further into the labyrinth, keeping us captivated until the very end. So, journey with us through the intricate details of this confounding case, as we attempt to unravel the enigma that is the disappearance of Cynthia Anderson. You will bear witness to the unfolding mystery, experience the intrigue that surrounds her case, navigate the various theories, understand the painstaking efforts undertaken to solve it, and learn about the most recent developments. Despite the passing of years, the story of Cynthia Anderson remains as relevant and intriguing as ever, inviting us all into its enigmatic depths. Chapter 1 The Unassuming Day On the morning of August 4th, 1981, Toledo woke up to another hot, sticky summer day. The city was coming alive in the early dawn, and just like any other day, 20-year-old Cynthia Anderson was preparing for work. Her job as a legal secretary at a law firm located on East Manhattan Boulevard was a short drive from her home, the journey a familiar ritual in her daily life. As Cynthia, dressed in her characteristic neat attire, exited her family home, she could likely hear the distant hum of traffic, the chirping of birds seeking shelter from the heat, and perhaps the muffled sounds of a city shaking off the vestiges of night. There was nothing extraordinary about the day, nothing to suggest that it would forever be etched in the annals of Toledo's history. Cynthia's drive to work would have taken her through the cityscape of Toledo. Past the Maumee River, her route brushed alongside the famed glass factories that had earned Toledo the title of Glass City. The area was just beginning to stir, 
the early morning sun casting long shadows across the roads as trucks rumbled by, laden with materials, and workers trickled into factories for the day's shift. Arriving at her office, Cynthia would have parked her white Chevy Citation in the usual spot, greeted the early risers, and settled at her desk in preparation for another day of answering phones and handling paperwork. The office, typically buzzing with activity, was quiet in the early morning, the calm before the storm of clients and court appointments. Little did Cynthia know, the ordinary act of hanging her purse on the coat rack and placing her car keys on her desk would be the last routine act she would perform that day. As the clock ticked on, Cynthia Anderson, beloved daughter and diligent worker, was about to be enveloped in an inexplicable silence, triggering a mystery that would perplex the city of Toledo for decades to come. Cynthia Anderson's days, like those of many young women of her age, were patterned with predictability and purpose. Her dedication to her work as a legal secretary at the law firm of James Rabbit, Larry Mullins, and J. Feldstein, where she had been employed for two years, was evident. She was often the first to arrive and last to leave, her desk a testament to meticulous organization, with stacks of case files aligned neatly and a typewriter always primed for her nimble fingers. Outside her work, Cynthia was a figure of vitality and vivacity. Her blonde hair, often falling into her bright eyes, was a familiar sight at her church's youth group meetings where she was actively involved. She exuded a quiet strength, her faith integral to her character, and she was often seen deep in thought or in conversation about the teachings that resonated with her. Her parents, Melvin and Margaret Anderson, were known figures in the community. Melvin was a man of faith, an ardent churchgoer, and a worker at the local electric company. Margaret, a kind-hearted woman, was a homemaker, her days filled with tasks of domesticity. They had raised Cynthia and her siblings in a warm, tight-knit family environment, fostering a sense of security and comfort. Home was a haven for Cynthia, her family relationships the bedrock of her life. Her strong bond with her siblings was evident in their shared laughter, spirited debates, and mutual support. As the eldest of three, she was protective, her siblings often looking up to her for guidance and support. Despite the seeming normalcy, there was a layer of complexity to Cynthia's life. While outwardly she was a young woman anchored by her work, faith, and family, she was grappling with dreams that brought a disquieting contrast to her calm demeanor. A sense of unease began to color her days, an undercurrent of tension that her parents and friends couldn't help but notice. But the coming storm was yet unknown, and life continued in its steady rhythm, oblivious to the upheaval that lay just around the corner. At the law firm, the day rolled in like any other, filled with the hustle and bustle of attorneys discussing cases, phones ringing, and the sound of typewriters clacking in the background. But as the staff began to trickle in, they noticed an unusual silence in the office. Cynthia's desk, usually the epicenter of activity, was still. Her typewriter was silent, papers untouched, and her chair was empty. At first glance, one might have thought she had stepped out for a break, but the sight of her purse hanging on the coat rack and her car keys resting on the desk suggested otherwise. The office, usually alive with Cynthia's presence, felt hollow, 
the air laden with a sudden unease. Attorneys James Rabbit, Larry Mullins, and Jay Feldstein grew concerned. Cynthia was not one to leave her post without notice. Their worry deepened as hours passed, the void left by Cynthia's absence growing larger. Her car, a white Chevy Citation, sat untouched in the parking lot, an ominous testament to her unexplained disappearance. As the day unfolded, the law office was transformed into a scene of confusion and worry. Her colleagues, friends, and family members gathered, their faces etched with fear and disbelief. The usual hum of the office was replaced by hushed conversations and hurried phone calls as they reached out to hospitals, police, and anyone who might have seen Cynthia that day. The once busy law office had become the center of a chilling mystery. The echoes of Cynthia's laughter and the familiar sounds of her work had been replaced by a silence that sent shivers down the spine. Her absence turned the ordinary office space into a canvas of unanswered questions and the starting point of a baffling investigation that would grip the city of Toledo for decades. Chapter 2 The Echoing Dread In the weeks leading up to her disappearance, Cynthia had been plagued by a recurring nightmare. It was a haunting dream, one that clung to her waking hours, casting an uncanny pall over her otherwise normal life. In this ominous dreamscape, she found herself being chased by an unknown figure. Each night, the feeling of fear was as real as if she were actually being pursued, her heart pounding and her breath coming in short gasps. It was a terrifying ordeal that left her shaken and disturbed. Cynthia, a woman of faith, sought solace in her church community. The Toledo Christian Life Center was more than a place of worship, it was a place where friendships were formed, guidance was given, and support was offered. Pastor Ernest Elder was a charismatic leader whose sermons often echoed in the conversations of the congregation long after the services ended. During a youth group meeting, Cynthia shared her dream with her friends and Pastor Elder, her voice shaky as she recounted the nightmare. The group listened intently, their faces etched with concern as she described the feelings of fear and the urgency of her flight from an unknown threat. Pastor Elder, a man known for his wisdom and guidance, listened to Cynthia's recounting with a grave expression. He offered words of comfort, advising her to lean on her faith, and encouraged her to discuss her fears openly. Yet even with his support, the unshakable sense of dread from her dream lingered. The revelation of this dream added a chilling dimension to the narrative of Cynthia's disappearance. The coincidental bridge between her dream and reality wove a cloak of intrigue and suspicion around her case, turning the young woman's life into a spine-chilling mystery that would captivate everyone who learned about it. Little did anyone know, the chilling sequence of her dream was soon to echo in reality, further deepening the enigma of Cynthia Anderson's disappearance. In the early days of the investigation, detectives painstakingly combed through Cynthia's workspace. They sifted through her neatly stacked files, inspected her typewriter, and carefully examined her personal effects. It was during this meticulous search that a chilling piece of evidence was discovered, a detail that added a chilling twist to the unraveling mystery. On her desk was a novel titled The Intruder by Helena Myers, a popular romance suspense author known for her thrilling plots. The book was dog-eared, as if frequently read with the cover showing signs of wear. 
Intriguingly, the book was open to a page where the story's heroine is abducted at knife point, a haunting parallel to Cynthia's own frightening dreams. Detective William Adams, a seasoned officer with Toledo Police Department, was assigned to Cynthia's case. His years of experience had taught him to pay attention to the smallest of details, and this book with its marked page seemed far from ordinary. The discovery sent a chill down the spines of those present in the room. Cynthia's co-workers, attorneys James Rabbit, Larry Mullins, and Jay Feldstein, who were familiar with her diligence and neatness, were baffled. It seemed out of character for Cynthia to leave a book open on her desk, let alone a scene of such violent description. Was it a hint, a cry for help, or merely a chilling coincidence? This seemingly inconsequential note from a fictional tale turned into a perplexing clue in the real-life mystery surrounding Cynthia. The chill it sent through the community was palpable, transforming an ordinary romance suspense novel into a haunting symbol of fear and uncertainty, forever linked to the enigmatic disappearance of Cynthia Anderson. With Cynthia's disappearance becoming a growing concern, the Toledo Police Department, led by Detective William Adams, sprang into action. The first 48 hours after a person's disappearance are critical, and the urgency was evident in the flurry of activity at the precinct. Detective Adams, a man known for his meticulousness and tenacity, began organizing the initial steps of the investigation. His first priority was to gather as much information about Cynthia as possible. He interviewed her co-workers at the law firm, seeking any hint or clue that might point towards her whereabouts. Their shared office space was turned into a makeshift investigation hub, with notes, documents, and pictures transforming the once-familiar setting into a nexus of inquiries and suppositions. Simultaneously, Adams reached out to Cynthia's family. Her parents, Melvin and Margaret Anderson, were more than willing to assist, their distress clear but their resolve stronger. They provided insight into Cynthia's habits, her friends, her daily routine, and most importantly, shared the chilling detail of her recurring nightmares. In the days following Cynthia's disappearance, Toledo was in a state of heightened alert. Neighborhood canvassing was carried out, with officers knocking on doors, showing Cynthia's photo, and asking residents if they had seen anything unusual on the day of her disappearance. Media was engaged to spread the word of Cynthia's disappearance. Her smiling picture appeared on local news channels, in newspapers, and on hastily printed missing persons flyers that were distributed throughout the city. Each image of Cynthia, each mention of her name, was a plea for her safe return. Despite the extensive efforts, the investigation seemed to be chasing shadows. Each lead fizzled out, every clue led to a dead end and Cynthia remained hauntingly absent. But the resolve of the investigators, family, and friends didn't waver. The investigation, now more than a search for a missing person, had become a mission to uncover the truth, to piece together the baffling puzzle that was the disappearance of Cynthia Anderson. Chapter 3 Theories and Conjectures As the days turned into weeks with no sign of Cynthia, the theories regarding her disappearance began to multiply. Among the myriad of speculations, one theory began to stand out, slowly gaining traction. It was a theory that painted Cynthia not just as a victim, 
but as a potential witness ensnared in a dangerous web of criminal activities. This became known as the reluctant witness theory. Cynthia's job as a legal secretary at a law firm opened up a Pandora's box of possibilities. She had access to confidential case files, sensitive information, and could potentially be privy to secrets that someone might want to remain buried. The attorneys she worked for, James Rabbit, Larry Mullins, and Jay Feldstein, specialized in different fields of law, including criminal defense, adding further fuel to this theory. Detective William Adams couldn't ignore the potential implications. Could Cynthia have stumbled upon information that made her a target? Was her disappearance the result of her knowing too much? These questions added a new dimension to the investigation, turning it towards a deep dive into the law firm's cases. The reluctant witness theory was chilling and intriguing in equal measure. It painted a picture of Cynthia caught in a dangerous game of cat and mouse, her knowledge inadvertently making her a pawn in a larger scheme. It suggested a sinister motive for her disappearance, adding a cloak of darkness to the already shadowy circumstances. As tantalizing as it was, this theory was based on speculation and circumstantial evidence. There was no concrete proof tying Cynthia's disappearance to her work. But in a case marked by baffling clues and a haunting absence, this theory offered a narrative that kept the public hooked, turning Cynthia's disappearance into a story of intrigue, danger, and mystery. While the reluctant witness theory painted a dark image of danger and crime, another theory took a different approach. Known as the escape theory, it posited that Cynthia might have chosen to disappear voluntarily. It was a theory that contrasted starkly with the image of Cynthia as a victim, instead framing her as the architect of her own vanishing. Cynthia's recurring nightmare was at the heart of this theory. Could the dream, some speculated, have been a manifestation of her desire for escape or change? The fear and dread in her dreams might have symbolized her internal conflict, reflecting a wish to break free from her daily routines and expectations. The proponents of the escape theory pointed to the timing of Cynthia's disappearance. It was just a month before she was supposed to leave for Bible college, a significant change that could have elicited feelings of anxiety or fear of the unknown. Could this looming transition have pushed her to seek an alternative escape? Detractors of the theory argued that it was incompatible with Cynthia's nature. Known for her strong sense of responsibility and commitment to her work and family, the idea of her orchestrating her own disappearance seemed far-fetched. Her parents, Melvin and Margaret Anderson, also vehemently dismissed this theory, stating that their daughter would never put them through such agony willingly. However, the escape theory was not entirely baseless. The absence of any sign of struggle at the scene, her purse and keys left behind, and her car undisturbed in the parking lot were elements that seemed consistent with someone leaving of their own accord. As with the reluctant witness theory, the escape theory had its share of intrigue and speculation. It presented a different perspective on Cynthia's disappearance, offering an alternate narrative that was as fascinating as it was controversial. Despite its contentious nature, it added another layer to the mystery, capturing the public's imagination and keeping the discussion around Cynthia's case alive. As various theories were being discussed and dissected, 
another compelling theory began to gain attention, the unseen perpetrator theory. This theory suggested that Cynthia's disappearance was the result of a crime perpetrated by an unknown individual, someone who had meticulously planned and executed the abduction without leaving a trace. The proponents of the unseen perpetrator theory pointed to Cynthia's routine as a potential vulnerability. As a legal secretary, her schedule was predictable. Someone watching her could have easily learned her daily habits and used this knowledge to their advantage. One significant detail supporting this theory was the unanswered ringing phone when her colleagues arrived at the office on the day she disappeared. Could it have been a calculated distraction by the perpetrator to buy time and make a swift getaway? Detective William Adams considered this theory seriously. In his extensive experience, he knew that such possibilities couldn't be discounted. His team scoured hours of security footage from surrounding buildings and interviewed locals, hoping to identify any unusual activities or unknown individuals. But much like the other theories, the unseen perpetrator theory struggled with a lack of concrete evidence. There were no signs of struggle at the scene, no suspicious figures caught on cameras, and no witnesses to an abduction. Yet, the theory was enticing because of its potential to explain Cynthia's abrupt disappearance, stirring up images of a meticulous and unseen villain. The unseen perpetrator theory deepened the mystery surrounding Cynthia's case. It portrayed her disappearance as a crime thriller, with a faceless perpetrator and a victim caught unaware. The narrative fed the intrigue surrounding the case keeping the public engrossed and the investigators motivated to dig deeper into the labyrinth that was the disappearance of Cynthia Anderson. Chapter 4. The Search Intensifies As Cynthia's case continued to baffle investigators, the community's reaction evolved from shocked disbelief to a united resolve. The citizens of Toledo, a city known for its close-knit communities and neighborly bonds, rallied together in an impressive display of solidarity determined to contribute to the search efforts. This collective effort became a beacon of hope in the disconcerting darkness that Cynthia's disappearance had cast. Volunteers poured in from all corners of Toledo, eager to assist in any way they could. The Anderson family's living room became a hub for these volunteers. People young and old, friends and strangers alike, congregated to organize search parties, distribute missing person flyers, and provide support to the distraught family. One such volunteer was Rachel Peterson, a high school teacher who had never met Cynthia but was moved by the family's plight. Rachel spent her weekends distributing flyers, maintaining a fervent hope that these efforts would help bring Cynthia home. Local businesses too joined in the effort. Billboards across the city displayed Cynthia's smiling face transforming them from mere advertising tools to potent reminders of the ongoing search. Even local radio and TV stations made it a point to mention Cynthia's case in their broadcasts, ensuring that her story stayed fresh in the public's mind. Amid the heartbreak and uncertainty, a unique sense of unity and determination emerged within the community. Cynthia's case was more than just another unsolved mystery, it was a shared mission, a collective effort that transcended individual interests. The community's unwavering dedication in the face of such adversity was a testament to the human spirit, an inspirational silver lining in the cloud of Cynthia's disappearance. 
In the heart of the turmoil following Cynthia's disappearance stood her parents, Melvin and Margaret Anderson. The anguish of their daughter's unexplained absence was like a void in their lives, but they bore their pain with incredible resilience. United by their love for Cynthia and the hope of her safe return, they were the driving force behind the ceaseless search efforts. Melvin and Margaret not only worked closely with the Toledo Police Department and Detective William Adams, providing them with any information that could aid the investigation, but they also spearheaded community efforts to keep Cynthia's case in the public eye. From organizing community meetings to liaising with local media, the couple displayed an unyielding determination. Their home became a beacon for those involved in the search efforts. The living room was often strewn with maps, posters, and contact lists, transforming from a familial space into a command center for their personal mission. It was here that they would host volunteer meetings, tirelessly mapping out new areas to canvas in fresh ways to raise awareness about Cynthia's case. Despite the emotional toll, they remained unwavering in their faith. Margaret often found solace in her Bible, the worn pages offering some semblance of comfort. Melvin, on the other hand, channeled his energy into action, coordinating search parties and relentlessly following up with the investigators. In the face of the unbearable, the Andersons showcased extraordinary strength and resolve. Their dedication to their daughter was not just a testament to their love for Cynthia, but also a poignant reminder of the indomitable spirit of family. Their endeavor was a shining light in the investigation, a beacon guiding the continued search for their missing daughter. Despite the tireless efforts of the community, the family, and law enforcement, the investigation into Cynthia's disappearance was fraught with dead ends. Each promising lead, each hopeful piece of information, seemed to dissolve into thin air, adding to the frustration and despair of those involved. The surveillance footage obtained from businesses around the law firm offered little. Hours of grainy images were examined meticulously, yet they provided no clue about Cynthia's fate. A dark sedan caught on tape briefly raised hopes, but it was later ruled out, adding another dead end to the growing list. Anonymous tips flooded the police department, but these two were like fleeting shadows, offering nothing solid. One tip suggested Cynthia had moved to another state and was living under a different name, while another claimed to have seen her in a nearby city. Detective Adams and his team chased each lead with diligence, but time and time again, they hit a wall. Perhaps the most disheartening dead end was the supposed breakthrough involving an imprisoned felon. The man claimed to have knowledge about Cynthia's fate, a revelation that brought a renewed sense of hope. However, upon investigation, his statements proved to be fabrications, a cruel trick that left the investigation team and the Anderson family devastated. With each dead end, a sense of frustration and despair clouded the investigation, and yet, there was no giving up. Every false lead, every dashed hope only served to strengthen the resolve of those involved. These dead ends, while disheartening, were also an intrinsic part of the story, a testament to the unyielding pursuit of truth in the face of adversity. The mystery of Cynthia Anderson's disappearance remained, but so did the unwavering commitment to uncovering the truth. Chapter 5 Lingering Mysteries and Modern Developments 
Despite the passage of time and an array of investigative efforts, the disappearance of Cynthia Anderson continued to be shrouded in questions that defied answers. Each unresolved query served as a poignant reminder of the complexity and strangeness of the case. What had happened in the law office on the morning of August 4, 1981? This question was at the very heart of the mystery. Despite the absence of a struggle or evidence of violence, Cynthia had vanished, leaving only a partially completed document and an eerily silent office. Was the recurring dream Cynthia experienced merely an odd coincidence, or did it hold a foreboding hint of the events to unfold? The chilling correspondence between her dreams and her disappearance could not be overlooked, but it also remained an uncanny enigma, with no clear explanation in sight. The infamous note in the thriller novel left on her desk was another baffling puzzle piece. Was it a dramatic coincidence or a cryptic clue left by the one responsible for her disappearance? The page marker in the novel echoed Cynthia's plight with disturbing similarity, yet its actual relevance to the case was uncertain at best. Finally, the most poignant question of all, where was Cynthia Anderson? Each theory, whether it pointed towards her being a victim, a witness, or a runaway, ended in a maze of conjectures with no conclusive proof or lead to her whereabouts. These questions continued to cast long shadows over Cynthia's case. They were the haunting specters that kept the mystery alive, feeding the intrigue and refusal to forget her. As unsettling as they were, these unresolved questions served as a crucial driving force a testament to the relentless quest for truth that still defines the case of Cynthia Anderson. As the years passed, the development of new technologies opened up fresh avenues for investigators to explore in Cynthia Anderson's case. The evolution of forensics, the explosion of digital media, and the advent of tools for data analysis brought with them renewed hope and a different perspective on old clues. Under the leadership of a new detective, Samuel Rodriguez, Cynthia's case was reopened, the team now armed with the capabilities of modern forensics. DNA technology, which was still in its infancy at the time of Cynthia's disappearance, had matured significantly, offering investigators new means to analyze any leftover evidence. Minute fibers found in Cynthia's car, for instance, were subjected to advanced forensic analysis, an effort that could not have been made in 1981. Digital media and the power of the internet were also leveraged in new efforts. Cynthia's face was age-progressed using digital technology and disseminated through social media platforms, reaching millions of people worldwide. The potential for someone to recognize her, if she were still alive, had increased exponentially. Data analysis tools also brought forth innovative approaches. A meticulous re-examination of the influx of anonymous tips received during the initial investigation was conducted. Each piece of information, previously considered insignificant, was run through modern data algorithms in hopes of discovering overlooked connections or patterns. This marrying of advanced technology with the wealth of old clues symbolized an exciting frontier in the ongoing search for Cynthia Anderson. It not only demonstrated the lengths to which investigators were willing to go but also highlighted the evolving face of crime-solving. Despite the years that had elapsed, the commitment to finding Cynthia remained as potent as ever, now fortified with the power of new technologies. 
the introduction of new technologies into Cynthia Anderson's investigation was a beacon of hope, a catalyst that reignited the case. It was as if a dormant flame had been rekindled, casting fresh light on the decades-old mystery. Under the watchful eye of Detective Samuel Rodriguez, the team reviewed all aspects of the case with renewed vigor. They dove back into the labyrinth of clues and statements, applying contemporary investigative methods to the wealth of information amassed over the years. The law firm where Cynthia had last been seen, her home, and her car, each became a crucial point of interest, viewed under the lens of advanced forensics and modern criminology. Cynthia's family, still longing for answers, found a new lifeline in this resurgence. They actively participated, providing any information or material that might assist in the updated investigation. The Andersons' living room once again became a center of activity, reminiscent of the early days following Cynthia's disappearance. Beyond the circle of investigators and family, the reignited case stirred waves in the public consciousness. The media, both traditional and digital, picked up Cynthia's story once more. Documentaries were aired, and articles were published, their narratives intertwining the nostalgic recollections of the initial investigation with the fervor of the reignited case. The revitalization of Cynthia's case wasn't just a quest for closure, but also a testament to the enduring human spirit, the refusal to forget, and the relentless pursuit of truth. The renewed fervor, the application of cutting-edge technology, and the undying hope united to form a powerful force, propelling the search for Cynthia Anderson into a new era of investigation. Chapter 6. Hope Amid the Shadows In the face of an agonizing mystery that spanned decades, one thing remained unbroken, the persistence of Cynthia Anderson's family. Their unyielding search for truth and tireless advocacy for Cynthia were the pulsating heart at the core of the ongoing investigation. Cynthia's parents, though aged by the passage of time and the strain of loss, never wavered in their pursuit of answers. Their eyes, echoing years of searching and hoping, held an undying determination. They were often seen at the police department, sharing coffee in conversation with Detective Rodriguez, discussing developments in the case, and offering insights into Cynthia's life. Her siblings, now grown with families of their own, kept Cynthia's memory alive in their households. Photographs of a young, smiling Cynthia were displayed prominently, ensuring that even the youngest members knew of their Aunt Cynthia. They attended public vigils, participated in media interviews, and spearheaded social media campaigns, all in the hope of keeping the spotlight on Cynthia's case. The Andersons' resilience inspired many. They were the driving force behind the public's continued interest in Cynthia's story, fostering a community that refused to forget. Their steadfast belief in the investigation, their faith in justice, were tangible forces that kept the investigators motivated, the case alive. The persistent efforts of Cynthia's family were more than just a quest for closure. They were a demonstration of unwavering love and profound commitment. Even as years turned into decades, the Andersons remained a pillar of strength, their resolve unwavering, their hope undiminished. The image of the family unit bound by their love for Cynthia, united in their quest for truth, remained a powerful testament to their undying hope and resilience. 
Cynthia Anderson's case was not isolated in its mystique and enduring public interest. It resonated with other high-profile disappearances, echoing the grim symphony of mysteries that continue to baffle investigators and captivate audiences around the world. The case of Maura Murray, a nursing student who vanished after a car crash in New Hampshire in 2004, was one such case that paralleled Cynthia's. Both involved young, promising women who disappeared without a trace, their cars playing crucial roles in their respective mysteries. The disappearance of Natalie Holloway, a teenager who went missing during a high school trip to Aruba in 2005, was another case that echoed Cynthia's. Despite intense media coverage and relentless investigation, Holloway's case remains unsolved, much like Cynthia's. The parallels were not lost on the public, leading to shared vigils and joint public appeals for both cases. Such resonances had a dual effect. On one hand, they were stark reminders of the prevalence and pervasiveness of such mysteries, a sobering acknowledgement of the many families trapped in a similar purgatory of uncertainty. On the other hand, they served to keep these stories in the public consciousness, fueling conversations, fostering unity among victims' families, and continually driving investigative efforts. Through its connection to other cases, Cynthia's story became part of a larger narrative, a shared story of loss, uncertainty, and the relentless pursuit of answers. It was no longer just Toledo's mystery, but a story that reached out, touched, and entwined with similar tales from far and wide. The resonance of Cynthia's case extended its influence, maintaining its relevance, and ensuring that her story continued to be heard. Though the ultimate fate of Cynthia Anderson remains unknown, her legacy is one that transcends the boundaries of time and circumstance. Her story, filled with mystery and unanswered questions, has left an indelible mark on the community of Toledo and beyond. Cynthia's case sparked a renewed commitment to missing persons investigations, prompting law enforcement agencies to refine their protocols and enhance their collaboration with communities. Her disappearance served as a catalyst for improved coordination between local law enforcement, volunteer organizations, and the media, fostering a more effective response to missing person cases. The impact of Cynthia's case also reached beyond the realm of investigations. It resonated deeply with individuals who were themselves touched by loss or intrigued by unsolved mysteries. Some were inspired to pursue careers in law enforcement or victim advocacy, driven by a desire to prevent similar tragedies and seek justice for the missing. The legacy of Cynthia Anderson extended to the realm of public awareness and safety. Her story prompted discussions on personal safety, the importance of being vigilant, and the need for community involvement in addressing the issue of missing persons. Cynthia's case became a touchstone, a reminder that every disappearance represents a human life, a person with a family, friends, and dreams. The legacy of Cynthia Anderson persists in the countless candles lit at vigils held in her memory, in the ongoing support and dedication of her family and in the determination of investigators who refused to let her case fade into oblivion. Her story continues to serve as a somber reminder of the gaps that exist in our understanding, the limits of our justice system, and the unyielding hope that one day, the truth surrounding her disappearance will be uncovered. Cynthia's legacy lives on, 
inspiring a collective resolve to seek answers, to shed light on the shadows of uncertainty, and to bring solace to the families of the missing. Her story is a testament to the enduring power of human connection, the importance of community, and the unwavering pursuit of justice. The legacy of Cynthia Anderson is a reminder that every missing person deserves to be remembered, their stories forever etched in our hearts and minds.